And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, September 15th. And for all of you who need to make your quarterly tax estimates after the fakakta craziness of the spring and summer, you're now back on schedule. So make those quarterly payments today, ladies and gentlemen, or you're going to get whacked. If you've got a financial question, give us a holler. Very easy. Just email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And guess what? Mark and I are ready to get some more of your voices on the air. So don't be surprised if you send us a question, Mark might email you back and say, come on, Jill wants to talk to you live. So we're going to start that up. So Let's begin with Stephen, who is curious about different tax scenarios concerning long-term capital gains. He uh, essentially wants to know about whether he has a stock and the dividends. And he says, scenario one, I own a $100 stock. It pays a $10 dividend. And scenario two, same $10 dividend, and it's reinvested. So he wants to know the differences between the two scenarios. So let's just be clear. You own a stock and it pays out a dividend. That dividend is taxable to you. Whether or not you reinvest it or not, it's still taxable. So the dividend itself is taxable as income. If you use your dividend to reinvest in your shares, whether it's mutual fund shares or a stock share, then you are raising the cost basis of the stock that you own over time. That's it. Next up, we've got a note from Teresa who says, love your show. And she puts love all in caps. So great. Thank you for holding our hands through this unbelievable year, calming our minds. We're grateful for your wisdom. Here's our story. My husband and I are in our 60s. We retired recently. We paid off our house and the market value is about $700,000. So no debt. Fantastic. They've got tax deferred and taxable mutual fund investments they are looking to relocate to upstate New York. Originally, we were thinking of renting. Then we came across an independent senior living facility. It also has assisted living and skilled nursing in the community. Okay, so these are, I think they're called continuing care facilities. And here are the terms for the one that Teresa is looking at. The entrance fee is $199,000, and 90% of which gets returned when you leave. You get a two-bedroom, two-bath ranch, and a $605 a month monthly service fee that includes your interior and exterior maintenance. 
how do we determine if this is appropriate for us? Do we consider the opportunity cost of the fee? Do we research the financials of the entity? Do we sell our home or wait a year? Should we just find a two-bedroom, two-bathroom rental for a year and see how we like it? What do you say? Okay. So yeah, these are really interesting facilities. The sort of the general aspect of it that I find very intriguing is that you can enter, be healthy and wonderful, and then you can move to those different levels, right? You can go to assisted living. You can then go to skilled nursing. But, you know, the the ability to move through that comes with the cost, that entrance fee. So yes, you have to actually research how stable the underlying entity is and look at those financials. Let's say that you were to determine, yes, it's very easy to see that they've got tons of money, that they don't have too much debt, they're in good financial shape, or you have someone else do that with you. Then I think the answer is, do you want to make this big decision, especially because you're going to a different area? Do you have family near there? Is that something that is going to be important to you? In general, when people are making these kinds of moves, I am reluctant to say go for it unless you have great experience in the area where you are looking to eventually reside. So normally what I would say is that, you know, if this isn't a huge amount of money for you, sure, you could do it, presuming the financials look good. But I always do like to say, check it out for a year. You don't know, maybe you're going to hate it. You're going to go from New York City area to upstate New York, two different worlds, right, Mark? Mark lives in New York City and he has family in upstate New York. I mean, it really it's like two different countries, right? So anyway, I hope that helps you, Teresa. Mark says two different countries. We're not sure. And you're probably not going to get a good bagel up there. Let's be honest. Okay. This is from Marsha who is interested in refinancing her home. I'm 72 years old, single, still working. I'd like to retire. The pandemic has taken a toll on my health. Teleworking has become more complicated. I have a 30-year mortgage with Chase, and it's at 4.125%. I owe $174,000. Monthly mortgage payment is about $1,350. I've contacted a different loan company and they will essentially do a 15-year at 2.8%, a 20-year at 3.25, a 30-year at 3 to 3 and a quarter. I'd have to pay $8,000 more in closing costs. My family is saying, don't do it. Stay with Chase. I have held off for three weeks making a decision. I don't know what to do. I know that in a year or less, I'm going to put in for retirement, which after 16 years will give me $1,100 in a monthly benefit. I will receive another benefit from a previous job, $3,000. I also receive Social Security, a few hundred bucks. Help me decide whether or not it's time to refinance. So, well, I guess you didn't tell me how much longer you have left on the existing loan. So a couple of things that we should consider. If you have a loan and you've got, you know, 15 or or fewer years left, it, it does make it a little bit different in terms of just lowering the rate and re- lowering the payment. So I think that for you, you've got to run the numbers. If you do plan to stay in this place, then, you know, just calculate how long will it take you to recapture the cost, that's $8,000. And I think that given your age um, and given your cash flow, it may be worth it to really look at the 15 year, especially if you don't have that much time left. Now, if you have just maybe five years left on that mortgage, I don't know how much it is, then you wouldn't do it. Run those numbers, 
There's refi calculators everywhere. We have a refi calculator in the resource section, don't we, Mark? Check out our resource section at jillonmoney.com and uh, hopefully we can help you out. Okay, Stephanie writes that she loves the show and she's 30 years old. She's got 30 grand in credit card debt, not counting her car. In her 20s, she was irresponsible, bad girl, bad girl. Four cards, should I have one $30,000 consolidation loan? I don't want to file for bankruptcy. I've got so many bills. I still find myself using credit cards every month. I don't know what to do. I'm not a huge consolidation loan person. I just want to pay off the actual highest interest card first and then work my way down. So go through the budget and comb through, see what you can put down. And then I'm all about just clicking them off one at a time, one at a time. That's my hope for you. Or if you're really struggling, then maybe you should talk to a lawyer because certainly a bankruptcy is not a great thing for you to have on your record, but having the pressure of this is really a lot as well. Okay. Brett writes, thanks for the podcast. I miss your interviews because I love learning about people's best money decisions and worst. Oh, I forgot. I keep forgetting to write. Should I keep bringing that back, Mark? Should we do our best and worst money decisions? Maybe we'll think about that. Let's think about that for the fourth quarter. All right. Brett continues. My take-home pay is about, uh, let's call it 1200 biweekly after a 20% contribution to Roth 401k benefits taxes. How do I increase my take-home pay besides changing jobs or asking for a raise? Should I put less in my 401k or change part to the traditional 401k, change my W-4, maxed out my Roth already? I make about $32,000. Let's see, based on my current take home, I make about 32,000 take home. I've got 40 grand in savings, which I think is excellent. I currently have my savings broken into buckets, new car, Roth, fund money, property taxes, et cetera. No other debt. I thank you and Mark for everything you do for listeners. I hope one day we'll be able to hear Mark's voice on the podcast, Mark. I don't know. I don't think you should change anything. I don't think you should go to a pre-tax. I think the Roth makes sense for you given the amount of money you're earning and locking in this really good low tax bracket that you're in right now. It sounds like you're doing everything right. Besides, if you could get another job, great. But, you know, let's take the pressure off you, man. You're doing a good job. Okay, that's it. That's it for our show today. If you have a question or you would like to come on the air with us, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. You can also just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and there you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday, and Mark picks out good stuff. So thanks for listening, and as always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Go help someone out today. It will make you feel better. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.